Welcome, everyone, to our Enterprise Fleet Summit. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we are starting off today with one of my favorite topics, and I think one of the most important issues affecting our industry today, and that's recruiting more wonderful women to this industry. We need them. We have so many different roles that women can fill, I think, in the next couple of years. And I think to address this, we have a really great guest with us today. Jennifer Hedrick, new president and CEO of the Women in Trucking Association. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today to dive into this. Thanks, Grace. Yeah, I'm very excited. We've chatted in the past on various shows and I've been a part of the Women in Trucking Association for a while now. So I love everything that you guys are doing. And I'd, I'd love to hear from you and your perspective on, let's start with a lot of the misconceptions and, and stereotypes that maybe are discouraging women today if they are considering becoming a truck driver or joining our industry and working for a, a number of these enterprise fleets. Sure. Uh, great great question to to start off with and really happy to to be with you today. So thanks again for the for the invitation. You know, there are a lot of misconceptions and and we certainly as Women in Trucking Association try to break down um, those different myths. And, you know, a few of those are that it's just uh, it, it doesn't allow the flexibility that many women are looking for um, in their in their home and personal life. So, you know, whether that's a child child caring responsibilities or, or caring for um, maybe a, a parent, an aging parent, that sort of thing. Um, you know, those are some myths that they're often uh, perceived and, and, and incorrect, honestly, is, um, as we look at uh, this, this overall industry. The other, the other myth that has uh, been a challenge over time is that there's still a perception that if you are an over-the-road driver, you're gone for long periods of time. And, and in fact, you know, and again, allowing, taking you away from the home and um, creating some, some challenges there potentially personally. But, but that's, you know, not really the case either. You know, there are a lot of careers as drivers where, uh, you know, women can leave in the morning and return in the, in the evening and, and fulfill all the responsibilities that they, um, that they need to handle. And, and others are, you know, that it's, that's not a safe environment uh, for women to be on the road and to be stopping at different locations. You know, there's been some misperceptions about truck stops. Um, and certainly over the years, those have those have gotten uh, to be much safer and much more inclusive environments through work of a, a number of different people, including women in trucking, including Ellen Voya, um, and, and creating more safe spaces there. Uh, and then just also that that physically it's challenging and and women are strong enough uh, to handle those responsibilities. So uh, and and you know, Grace, uh, that that that's certainly not true. That are just so many opportunities for women um, as drivers and other roles uh, in in the trucking industry. And so, but those that's really a short kind of a short list of of some of the challenges and barriers that we have to overcome. Yeah, and even that short list right there, I think, is already working its way uh, out of the stereotypes. Right? We have uh, even data in sonar that showcases that hauls are getting shorter and shorter as years go by, as as retailers and, and shippers start to maneuver warehousing and, and uh, change into like this more micro uh, fulfillment centers, right? There's so many different opportunities, I think, that will allow for uh, women to be home more. And plus with, I think, technology today, routing them to make sure that they're home uh, isn't as much of an issue uh, as it might have been in the past. So I, I love that you, you chose, especially those two, uh, because that, that's 
an, I think, an area that will slowly become uh, easier for for women who might have uh, children at home uh, to to participate in this industry in some way. There's so many different ways that you can be a driver, and not have to be gone for for weeks on that, right? So I think that's very interesting and uh, happy that you brought that up too. I'd love to hear uh, from your perspective as well. Maybe some of the the barriers or challenges that women are facing uh, to even get into the industry, and, and what steps can uh, maybe fleet owners out there or leaders in our space take to start to chip those down and make it a little bit easier for women to enter? Sure. I, I think, again, a, a lot of uh, the barriers really take the form of misinformation. And he has done, I, I think personally, Women in Trekking over the years has, has done a terrific job of communicating um, opportunities through, uh, you know, we've got a, a job board, for example, we have very extensive uh, presence on social media. And so making sure that there's education across a variety of different mediums um, so that those interested in joining the industry, those who are already in the industry, uh, companies who are looking to recruit women in particular to join, have the resources that they need. So, you know, again, the, the growing use of social media and, and certainly across the different platforms, you know, we, we know that, that older workers tend to use Facebook and LinkedIn and younger workers are using different things like TikTok and Snap and those sorts of things, Instagram. So, so channeling those messages to those groups uh, to be sure that they're targeted and, and accurate and creating interest and in, in opportunity. That's, that's really a key way to overcome some of those barriers of, of misinformation. Yeah. And for uh, any women watching, right, who are interested in joining the industry, you guys do an incredible job of recognizing those in the space that are are leading these initiatives, right? So I would highly suggest going to the Women in Trucking Association's website and looking at those award winners because I've spoke with them in the past a number of times at your events, and uh, they're very proud to be known for how they recruit women and, and bringing in more women as well. How do you feel like uh, women, as we do get them in these roles, how do their perspectives and their experiences help grow or help uh, increase the uh, efficiency, right, of of some of these companies? What's what's the power that a woman has when she comes into uh, this industry? Sure. So I, it, that's a, a great question, and you know, something that we celebrate every day in, in women in trucking is the promotion of gender diversity. And you think about your your own company and your own life, and um, diversifying that environment to add the perspectives of, of women, men, and others. I mean, certainly we, we want that information. We're stronger as people. We're stronger as society. Companies are stronger as well. And, and in fact, that really enhances the bottom line data shows as well. So, um, you know, bringing, bringing women into uh, roles and providing the resources to grow is, is certainly, um, you know, part of, part of our key mission um, and then, of course, you know, there's there's data out there that shows that, uh, you know, that women have women drivers, for example, are safer on the road. Uh, there's there's data uh, out there that from Atri uh, that that shares that and shows that. And then and also, you know, the emotional intelligence of women is high. 
And so that brings um, a lot of efficiencies and maturity to work environments. Um, and again, it just expands the diversity, expands the perspective. And certainly that's what, you know, is is key to us, key to us at Women in Trucking and in, in enhancing the experience for women and increasing the number of women um, in the in the workplace and transportation overall, regardless of the role. I completely agree. I think it's, I mean, really diversity at any level, right? We're talking gender, race, any of those areas. It brings, like you said, a new perspective uh, and a new, maybe challenging the norms of your company, but challenging in a positive direction. And I think uh, if you're maybe struggling in an area and, and you notice that there aren't women in decision makers within that in the department or that section of your company, I think that's a good time for your leadership to look at inward and say, maybe we should diversify the decision makers that we have here. And I think uh, it's one of those things where I, I've noticed in my career that a lot of times women need that hand to be reached out to them, right? Uh, it's, it's not just about, well, I'm putting my resumes out there and women aren't responding it takes that that affirmative approach to say no we we want you here and to maybe go to local women's groups or or visit classrooms and and lead some of the potential candidates so i i, I love that uh you understand and, and that the what you're doing with women in trucking too is making sure that that representation is there because i think more and more companies are starting to realize what they're lacking without it as well. I had a quick point on to that, Grace, because I, I like I like where this is going. And just wanted to share, you know, we've we have a number of uh, of companies that have developed employee resource groups. And and those have just been um, extremely popular and valuable in adding to the discussion um, on not only diversity, equity, inclusion, but gender diversity and um, I was actually having some conversations this week. Uh, WM, one of our members, has a has a specific women's roundtable uh, that they bring women together and hear their perspectives on uh, working within the company, driving within the company. And I think that's certainly um, valuable. And uh, I was also chatting with JB Hunt, and they have a program that they call Growing and Retaining Outstanding Women that has uh, over 2,000 members or over 2,000 employees part of that. Um, specific ERG, and there there are countless there are countless others, but it's just clear that companies are taking a very specific approach to training and um, providing the resources and eliminating some of those barriers that exist for women and others within their companies to to performing well and to getting to know one another and growing within that company. Yeah, and to even go off of that too, what's interesting is people sometimes ask, how do I, I recruit more women? And sometimes it's about starting with retaining them, right? And developing those programs and, and then seeing how organically that word of, of mouth uh, kind of experience gets around. And I think uh, you bring up something, a company like J.B. Hunt, where not only do you see those wonderful resource groups, right? But you also see what at the top, strong women, right? And I think that's, ask yourself before you go out and say, hey, how do I recruit women? Well, how have you retained them? And how are you treating the women that are in your, your four walls now? And I can guarantee if they're enjoying their experience at your company, you're going to start to see more commit, right? 
Yeah, it, exactly. And and we're very fortunate at Women in Trucking. I mean, we just have a significant group of female leaders, volunteer leaders, either on committees or are in our um, in our board. Uh, and that that list is is just very impressive, and it's, it's such a treat for me to to get to work with them and learn from them. But a number of those women are very active mentors and have been mentors um, throughout their careers, or or who have said, you know, I'm at a different stage of, of my career right now, and want to shift that focus over to growing women and and making sure that they understand what a career could look like, um, whether that's in in corporate roles, in an office environment, uh, or on the road. And so it's it's exciting to see many of these women who are very intentional about um, not only one-on-one mentorship opportunities, but growing mentorship programs within um, within their particular companies as well. And, and we have, uh, we have a mentor match program within women in trucking too, that, um, that folks can read about on our website, but it, it really just gives women an opportunity to connect with one another. They can do that. Um, they can be matched with somebody in their community or they can be matched with somebody, um, on the other side of the world. It's, it's really their preference. Um, but, you know, we we all benefit from having strong relationships and and learning from people who have been there before us, um, and growing from from what they've what they've learned and and how they've led. So, um, really, just a, a big champion of of mentorship and and those kinds of opportunities. Yeah, definitely. I want to talk about this recruiting and and really the step after you you brought this new. Uh, a female employee into the the workforce, and I know that there's a lot of work that you're doing around the training of women, right? Of uh, making them feel comfortable in this space, and and making sure that when we do capture uh, a new uh, a female into this industry, uh, how they're they're seeing themselves grow in their career. Can you tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing, and maybe more of the awareness? within the training programs across fleets uh, and how they can improve those in order to retain more women over time. Sure. So I, I think for us internally at Women in Trucking, you know, we provide a number of different resources. So we have white papers and we have webinars um, and that members have access to and, and really the, the general public has access to that touch on those particular topics. So we we try to provide guidance, um, you know, based on experience of our members, based on data uh, that can help guide those efforts within companies. And uh, we also have something called the WIT Index, which tracks uh, the the roles of of women across various positions uh, within the transportation space and, and within trucking specifically. And we use that data to um, provide, you know, resources and education to companies as they develop those sorts of programs, and especially on on the retention side, you know, um, making sure, as, as we all know, with onboarding, you can bring somebody in and often, often that process stops and, um, and, and, and folks are not um, attended to, they're, they're sort of left to to be on their own, um, and and that can create some challenges, especially if you're in a new role, if you're in a new industry uh, overall. And so, you know, certainly having a process in place to guide um, 
guide someone in their career, checks and balances and, and checking in um, and, and obviously establishing uh, specific metrics and programs for uh, reporting and sharing um, of that experience is helpful to you. You know, word word of mouth, and if if you have a difficult onboarding situation, or if or if you're not paid attention to in your job, I mean, that certainly doesn't bode well for the company overall, and it makes it difficult for an individual to want to recruit other women um, to their companies into the profession. So those those are important things that that companies need to look at. And again, you know, we we try to provide those resources. We do provide those resources that companies can use. Um, as they're looking at hiring and, and recruitment and retention. I want to talk about roles too, because we are in this enterprise fleet, right? We're talking larger uh, fleets who are investing in not only new technologies, but I mean, at, at some point we are looking at autonomous vehicles, electric vehicles, et cetera, which is going to be a lot of different types of jobs. So while we do want more women in the driver's seats, can you tell us maybe what work you're doing or even roles that you're seeing from your members that are maybe uh, less outside of that seat and and working internally with this fleet. Sure. Well, you know, as as you know, there we're constantly hearing about shortages of of mechanics and technicians and those kinds of things, and so that's important information to both know and share. And so that's an area where women in trucking is is uh, emphasizing that those roles are available. I know a number of our member companies have put programs in place uh, to do that as well. And technology, you know, I think like anything, uh, we all we all have to be on point with with technology and and where where changes are going. I mean, think about all that's happening in AI. Um, and I feel like every day there's some new information out there uh, about that that could potentially impact our roles and our organizations and and that sort of thing. So obviously staying abreast of, of technology um, and the, and the needs that can be solved uh, with better technology and, and sometimes the um, challenges that technology creates um, sometimes technology, you know, we, we're, we're sort of told to think that technology makes life easier and more efficient. And that's not always the case. So, um, you know, Taking uh, taking keen effort to um, be sure that you have the right technology for your organizations is important to you. And I think that you're seeing more and more women in these STEM roles, right? And that's I get really excited when I get to interview uh, maybe uh, a female coding engineers or uh, like you said, mechanics, right? And we're going to need not only is there a shortage right now of regular mechanics, but when we get into electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles, I mean that's that's going to be a whole different type of uh, mechanical engineering that we'll, we'll need help with. So uh, I, I love that you are already working and addressing this problem too. I'm huge when it comes to these types of really engraved structural issues uh, across a, an array of problems in industries. But this one in particular, for me, the solution is also something that I think needs to start with education early on in, in a woman's uh, life and career. And you have, between Girl Scout groups and, and different work that you do, uh, you're really focused on trying to get this industry into, I mean, even young girls' it's, it's heads before they go off and make a different career choice. Can you tell us a little bit about that work and 
and how you're working with fleets in order to have them represented in front of young women as well. Sure. So we have a we have a trailer called Whitney and um, Whitney goes throughout the country and participates in, in different shows and opportunities with Girl Scout groups at schools, at conferences, at all sorts of different informational events. And you're right, you know, we we have been focused throughout the history of Women in Trucking Association on um, educating young girls about opportunities in the transportation profession. And so what Whitney allows is an opportunity for people to walk through the trailer. They learn more about the trucking profession, careers and opportunities that are available. Uh, they, they see live videos or they see recorded videos, excuse me, of uh, women who are, are drivers and hold other roles uh, within the trucking profession and and what that um, not only means to them, but how that how that impacts um, their life and and creates opportunities for them. And then um, at the conclusion of the tour of the trailer, there is a uh, a simulator. And so you have the opportunity to sit down at the wheel and experience what it's like to um, actually drive uh, drive a truck. and And speaking of technology, I mean that technology is is really, fantastic and and it's just fun and and really i think shows um the the responsibility of driving a truck uh, but also just really makes that more accessible to um to young girls and creates opportunities like you said of in, of kind of envisioning uh what what careers could look like so um we we try to take whitney to as many events as we possibly can and um and then we have a wonderful group of uh, of drivers who uh, who haul Whitney or who um, are available within within the trailer to to talk uh, to to our guests and uh, just really share their experiences of of what life uh, is like on the road for them. So and and uh, you know so it's really a it it, it really that tool really helps uh, as you said you know start at such a young age in, in educating and. I'm taking away some of those myths that that do exist. Yeah, I will say I've been in Whitney's uh, simulation in the past, and I will tell the audience this: I will get the load there safely. I will. It will just take a while. Uh, that's. I will just. I. Uh, I. I didn't crash. I just drove awfully slow. So uh, uh, I'm slowly getting there. Like I said, cargo safe, uh, and except for I'm going to be moving at the pace of a snail. And it's it. I actually really did love the simulation too because, man, the just the blind spots of mirrors and just different small things that you don't consider. Uh, I very quickly learned uh, how much work goes behind that wheel, how much responsibility there is for that, and extra extremely happy to know a number of women and uh, and loved, of course, seeing your event and seeing the women that are just so proud to be behind that wheel and continue to grow their careers as well. Uh, we have a, a couple of minutes here. I'm interested, Jennifer, as we wrap this up, what is uh, the rest of the year? And now that you're in this role, what are some big goals that Women in Trucking has in front of them that fleets out there watching today can can reach out to, to help participate with? Sure. So um, so you mentioned our event. So I'll, I'll start with that. Uh, we have an annual conference uh uh, Accelerate Conference and Expo. It'll be November 5th through 8th this year in Dallas, Texas. 
Whitney will be there. So uh, folks will have the opportunity to walk through and experience that simulator as, as you did. And we have uh, an exhibit hall. We have uh, tons of panels uh, available and sessions available for education, uh, including a driver track this year, which we're really excited about. And then we use the opportunity uh, also to just honor and celebrate women uh, for, for their different accomplishments. So we have uh, various different sessions that are focused on uh, awarding and, and honoring women uh, and companies uh, for uh, their work in, in creating uh, gender diversity. So it's really a terrific event. We should have uh, over 2,000 people there. Um, again, November 5th through 8th in, in Dallas. Um, and that all that information is on our website. And, and we're also focused, you know, this is, this is a time of, of transition. You know, we've celebrated uh, the, the career of, of Ellen Voya and, and her accomplishments in, in building and growing Women in Trucking Association and um, have, a, have a board that is very focused on continuing that growth. So that's, that's very exciting. We have long-term uh, 10-year aspirational goal, goals to grow our association uh, to 25,000 members by our 25th year of existence. So uh, excited to excited to work on that as well. Uh, and, and we've got upcoming webinars that uh, one immediate uh, this coming Wednesday, that information is on our web- website and it focuses on health and well-being um, and just encourage folks to, to check that out and participate uh, as well. And again, that's that's on our website, womenintrucking.org. But, uh, you know, the there's a lot happening, a lot we're really excited about, and um, especially as we as we prepare for our Accelerate Conference this November. Uh, well, I, I appreciate Women Trucking's holistic approach to attacking this problem. I think there's different areas and avenues to take that we really need to consider when addressing this problem in our industry. So, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Grace. Yeah, and for everyone else, enjoy the rest of this summit. This is just the very beginning, and uh, we'll be back with you soon.